0: Welcome to The New School.
1: What we wanted to do was talk about the concept of authenticity and vulnerability in an industry that has typically been super buttoned up, super professional, and a little bit old school. And we're recording. Hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, We are super excited for episode one of the New School Video podcast. And of course, it couldn't be more appropriate than to have our FICOM CEO, Meg Carpenter with us. Hi, Meg. Hello, Candace. How are you? I'm so good. I'm super excited to be having this conversation with you. You and I have been Talking about, dreaming about, brainstorming about what this video podcast is, the change we want it to create. Um, so, I guess before we launch into anything, we named it The New School. What does that mean to you?
0: Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me on as your first guest. I'm totally honored. And I'm excited to talk with you about the new school and sort of what it means to me. And candidly, it means a lot. It means a lot of things. I think um, ultimately it's sort of it's, it's our belief system around owning your truth and being really comfortable and confident with who you are, what you stand for, who you stand behind, you know, personally, and of course, as well as professionally. And this is really our opportunity to bring our belief system to the market in a way that can really drive success for businesses. But beyond that, you know, from a marketing perspective, new school means something, right? Like new school within marketing and communication means about being really authentic and vulnerable in your messaging. I think that new school means... New ways to communicate on really important topics today, um, like diversity. And I think for me personally, as an entrepreneur, um, New School has meant really, uh, like a really profound comfort and confidence in believing in myself as an entrepreneur, and in aligning my beliefs with the business so that we can move forward in the most productive way. And that has been just totally transformative. So I am excited to be able to talk with you about this today so that, you know, if our experiences can help anyone um, along their own journey, like to me, that would be an awesome success story coming out of this.
1: So, I mean, we talked about the whole ethos of this is about bringing authenticity and vulnerability into financial services. I think that when I work with most advisors, they have a very heart-driven childhood money story that made them do the work that they're doing. Cause the, the truth, the honest truth is you could be doing any job. And so they show up and they do that job for a reason. So using their marketing and communications as a vehicle to create the change that they're seeking to create. When you think about FICOM, what is the change that you want to create?
0: at ficom we want to help people along this journey so the change that we want to create is changing businesses within financial services from the old school of communication to the new school of communication and part of that change is in helping businesses within financial services to understand that that focus on communication can actually drive real commercial success. And when I say commercial, I mean like tangible business value, right? New clients, new assets under management, greater enterprise value. And there's just been so much conversation in recent years about how advisors and advisory firms can do that. And the change that we're looking to create at FICOM is to help those businesses understand that communication plays such a critical role. So the change we're trying to create is to help businesses transition from the old school of communication to the new school of communication so that they can enjoy really great commercial success.
1: So I mean, we're preaching about authenticity and vulnerability, but you and I have had many conversations about how it's actually like a really challenging thing to embody in the work environment, specifically in financial services. And for you as the CEO and a young female entrepreneur in financial services, a very historically conservative, male-dominated, what we call old-school environment, but you shared a story with me once in about when you really experienced the power of vulnerability and how that impacted the growth and the trajectory of FICON. Can you talk a little bit about it? So it was part of your EO forum for anyone who's listening, which is entrepreneurial, what is it?
0: It's Entrepreneur's Organization, right? Entrepreneur's Organization. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that story. Yes. Well, just to your first point, it is really challenging. It's it's easy to say, you know, be authentic and be vulnerable in your communication. And it's much harder to do. And I am still on that journey and, and happy to be, you know, closer to the starting line than the finish line. And I totally acknowledge that it's a work in progress for me every single day. But I have had these moments where I have experienced how that vulnerability can be so powerful, um, and to your point, I'm in the Los Angeles chapter here of Entrepreneurs' Organization. It's an incredible organization, global network of entrepreneurs. And it one of the cornerstones of EO is it's called Forum. I actually learned about EO and Forum through one of our clients who's an executive, um, actually the CEO of one of the largest um, advisory firms in the country, and he was telling me about his his leadership journey, and he talked about his EO Forum and that he had been with these gentlemen for, I think, 15 years and just the transformation and um, positivity that had come out of that relationship, and it's, it's the reason that I joined EO was for, for that type of Forum experience. And I joined originally my first forum with this mindset of like, I'm here because I want to be a better entrepreneur. I want to learn how to be a better CEO. I want to learn how to drive this business forward. So I came into my first forum with that mindset of like, I'm going to learn about business. I'm going to learn about things that are going to make me a better CEO if I come a better business. And so I, I started um, experiencing this form from that lens. And, and ultimately what I learned with that was that that lens was very limiting because I was sort of putting up a wall and saying, I don't need to focus on myself. I don't need to focus on personal development. I don't need these social connections. I'm really just here for professional reasons. And that's not at all what the forum experience is about. The forum experience is about going to your top 5%, the 5% of things in your life, whether it's the best things in your life or the worst things in your life, things that you normally wouldn't share with other people because you just hold it so close. You know, It's that vulnerability. It's that, oh, like I don't really even want to admit this to myself, like nonetheless admit this to other people. And that's what the forum experience is about is going to that 5% so that you can get the support from people around you and understand how they may have been through similar experiences, even if they're not exactly related, but you can take bits and pieces from other people's journeys and other people's experiences. But I wasn't benefiting from that because I wasn't being vulnerable. I still had this wall up Um, and we can talk more about the wall because I think we all have our own walls up in our own ways. I think being a female in finance, I think being a female entrepreneur in finance has sort of put a lot of walls in my way and then I've put my own up. Um, But I didn't get a lot out of Forum at first because I wasn't willing to go there. Like I wasn't willing to be totally honest and so I skated over things, you know I didn't talk about some of the issues that I was facing in my business. I didn't talk about some of the issues I was facing in my personal life because I didn't want to be exposed. And so I wasn't a good forum mate and I wasn't getting a good forum experience. And so I went through training and I observed other people. I, I joined another forum. when I joined the other forum, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do something I've really not done a lot of, which is just going to be super raw, you know, and not care about what people think. I'm going to step into this space and believe that there's going to be no judgment. I'm just going to put it all out there. And since I've come to forum with that experience, it's been so transformative for me because it's allowed me to have like a greater belief in myself and have people support me, but also, Me leading with vulnerability has allowed for a greater forum experience for all of my forum mates, because I sort of in some ways came in and gave everyone else permission to do the same thing. Um, And so that I think within recent years is probably like one of the greatest examples of how leading with vulnerability has been transformational for me. Um, And and then how I, I, you know, I hope we can do the same within our business here at Ficom.
1: So, can you? I mean, I 100% preaching to the choir. I feel like in any instance where I've showed up, I remember once I was on a panel with all these very amazing women, and I was kind of like, How did I get on this panel? (laughs) Like, you know, like they were incredible. But the first question came to me, and I just went, Blah, 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 blah. And I was just honest. Um, And one of the women came up to me afterwards and she said to me, you know, thank you for just putting it all out there because you really gave me permission, to be honest. And earlier in the day, I'd been on this other panel and I'd kept it very guarded. She was actually it was going to be her last day at this company the next day. And she hadn't mentioned anything on the panel earlier. And at our panel session, she was actually able to open up and the audience connected with her. They connected with me, I connected with her, because we kind of get this sense of like, we're all in this together. Like, you know, and we're not so separate and we all don't have it super polished and perfect and getting got it, you know, we, we don't all have it like going on the way we pretend that we have. So I guess I'd love to know, is there a specific example or instant that you can tell us about where maybe you shared something in this new ethos of vulnerability that you historically wouldn't have shared and the impact that it had on some of your decision-making or connecting to people or even business.
0: I mean, I think this experience over the last, what, five or six months now and COVID has really forced me out of my comfort zone in a lot of ways, but in ways that sort of like drive to that, wanting to be vulnerable and authentic and, and ultimately that's what I experience is what you just shared. It's, it's the ability to connect. And when you think about that from a marketing perspective, obviously that's really, really powerful. But for me, working from home, this is my bedroom. Most people don't know that, but I'm in my bedroom. It's the it's the easiest place for me to set up a desk. My husband's working downstairs in the den never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined opening myself up to the industry from my bedroom. Like, <laughs> in, like in March, I felt like very uncomfortable to welcome people into my home. and And I think that sharing that like allowed people to connect with me in different ways um it's 95 degrees in LA right now so i'm a little bit hot if you see me like playing with my main um,
1: i like shifting here so i feel like i'm like constantly shifting my camera angle here yeah this
0: is called like the glow episode <laughs> <laughs> but you know like opening people into my personal life and talking more openly just about how i was feeling you know when covid hit as a business owner as an employer as a mom as a wife as a daughter you know like just i shared that with people on video and you were such a champion of mine to to like believe to help me believe that that was not just okay but like actually what was required of me in the moment because people like i needed to be connecting with people on that really human level So I think during COVID, like that's just one example of what I've shared and how I've opened myself up in ways like I I did a video where I was sitting on the floor with my dogs and like, that's just sort of not anything I would have done. Like, you know, I really have grown up in this space and I've, um, I've felt a lot of times like I have to show up a certain way, you know, like I need to know exactly what to say. I need to be perfectly polished You know, I'm sometimes the youngest person in the room, although not not nearly as much anymore. But like, you know, I need to I need to show up in this certain way that people expect me to show up. And that really has it diminishes my ability to connect with people. And so you can have a certain level of professional success, but it isn't really until you open up to put your true self out there to be like totally unafraid you know, to do as much as you can to sort of um, ease those feelings of self-consciousness and, you know, feeling like the imposter in the room and feeling like you don't belong. Like, you can't allow those um, sort of self-limitations to put up barriers. And so, you know, I think in COVID, like, being able to share my home um, and being able to share more about my personal self um, has been really powerful. But, you know, I'm still here, like, in a dress because I like to feel good. Like I'm, So, you know, it's like it's just about finding what works for ourselves um, and really focusing on that.
1: So being vulnerable and, like, sharing, you know, this is my house, these are my dogs, like, my assistant comes in and it's your son. Um, what has that experience been like you, for you? Have you noticed anything different in the way that you're showing up in your sense of being?
0: Hi, ah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like so much of these last 6 months have been just getting into alignment with myself. And that's really why we're here talking today. I mean, that's why we're launching the new school. It's it's really taught me to be 100% confident in just being who I am and that sounds so simple and it's something that we hear all the time. You know, you read it in books, you listen to it on podcasts, you have mentors who encourage you, you have leaders in the industry who demonstrate it, but it's hard. It's hard to show up authentically all the time because you have voices in your head, you have people's perceptions that they're putting on you, you have expectations that you've put on yourself and that others have put on you. And it's really hard, but I think what this last six months at home has taught me, because I'm I'm here, I'm, I'm working, but I hear my children in the background and I'm enjoying Friday lunches with them and I'm getting more time to sort of be in my space and in my body and in my mind because things have slowed down so much. You know, I'm not on the road. I travel quite a bit, did travel quite a bit. So it's really just taught me that this Feeling of alignment is really the best place to be. I didn't know that I was missing it. Candidly, um, I think what people don't realize here. Uh, sorry, I think what people don't realize
1: is um, what you've shared with me is as soon as you got into alignment. And I know it's always an evolution when you have a business, right? Because there's pivots and there's change, and you're responding to like changing conditions and. You and I were on a webcast last week to all these CMOs and we're talking about that where so much is changing in marketing and communications that we're just like watching it, that you like to get it right right now and we're not always getting it right because things are moving so fast and pivoting that you have to be paying attention. You have to have your pulse on what's going on so that you can respond appropriately. But when you kind of got clear on this is who I am, this is what I want the business to be, Magically, the right clients, the dream clients started calling.
0: It it really felt like magic. You know, like I think I sent you a Slack message, like, God, are you there? Like, are you listening? Because how else could this be happening in this way? But, and you know, we all believe what we believe, and you know, we all approach that sort of mindset from different perspectives, but it really has been powerful because. It's about getting super clear on why, on your why, you know, and you've coached me through this process so many times, but like, why do you do what you do? What's your true authentic passion? What does it really mean to you as a human and as an individual? What does that mean for your business? And then who do you do it for? Like, who do you champion? Who do you stand behind? And at FICOM, we have always been the champion of the RIA, you know, that's, where we've all grown up um, across the organization, we've spent collectively decades upon decades of working alongside advisors. We believe like so fiercely in the important work that financial advisors do for their clients. And, you know, I think over the years as the business grew and evolved and we achieved, you know, a really strong reputation in the space and we achieved success and, and we continued growing and evolving. And I think, you know, we we went a little bit broad. And I think that where we are today is in like we are the champion of the RIA. So if you're an advisory firm owner or you're a business in this space that helps to build better advisory firms, then like we're your team we believe so much in this industry. And like, that's where we want to stay. So we want to stay super centered there. And then also the alignment came from just really being clear on that change that we want to create, you know, we want to work with businesses who want to transition from the old school of communication, to the new school of communication, so that they can enjoy commercial success, we want to help you build a better business. And getting into that alignment and not feeling like we need to be the best here. We need to be the best there. And we need to do all of these things, you know, like that, just that clarity, that moment was so powerful. And whether you believe in, you know, vision casting or manifesting or whatever, you know, you believe in, like it really, it has worked and it does work and we see it work every single day and it is this really powerful feeling. But like, for me personally, it was almost like this just really great sense of calm, you know, like, I don't have to be spinning in all these other areas to be successful. Like I can be right here and, and I can enjoy and my team can enjoy and my clients can enjoy all the success that we want because we're here and we're not everywhere. Um, and that sense of calm and confidence has just been like a really amazing um, experience for me.
1: I mean, I got goosebumps as you were saying that
0: because here's the reality. It's so interesting
1: because we all know from a marketing and communications perspective, if you stay really, really focused, and that's the new school on the, on the type of person who wants exactly what you have from someone exactly like you, you're at your highest and best use. You, so you can like over deliver in so many huge ways and they can get so much transformation and change and value from you and it starts to feel almost like this esoteric energy thing like to your point and we're in SoCal, so maybe people are listening and they're like those californians you know but the reality is when you're trying to speak to everyone you speak to no one i mean it says and and what I love about what you just said, which is really, really true is like, even as a CEO of a marketing and communications firm, knowing that that works, like being really targeted, very specific, because not everyone's gonna like you, not everyone's gonna like what you do or need what you do, but there are very specific people who do, and it's really your job to find them. And that's what marketing and communications does. But we have the tendency to feel like that's not valuable enough we need to be more. We need to do more. And then we kind of get lost in the swirl. And we coming, coming back to that center, that why is that alignment of like, okay, I've gone off that, And it's like balance. Balance is not a stagnant thing. It's constantly shifting and coming back to center. And so I love all of that. I mean, what's to say, Meg? Uh, when we talk about i just love for you to share because I think this is very, very common for a lot of people Um, and a lot of people are beginning to talk about it. But I think before I even read about it, I would, I thought it was just me. And I think the whole goal of this podcast and really what we're doing and even marketing communications is for people to feel like I'm not alone because in that there's greater peace and there's greater confidence, but, The imposter syndrome, when you first discovered that it had a name, what, like, how's that shown up for you?
0: Yeah. So I first discovered about um, imposter syndrome from the Michael Kitsis, Carl Richards podcast that was done. It had to have been over, you know, a year or two ago now. And I remember driving and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. This is actually a thing, you know, because I, I've been in this industry my whole life, right? My whole professional life. I started in financial services when I was 20 years old as a marketing intern and I've essentially never looked back and I've been supported by so many amazing people. I've been not supported by a lot of people. All of that has shaped my journey. But I've sort of just been one step in front of the other and you know, a lot of times I show up in a room and I have this feeling, you know, my heart starts racing and I get a little bit hot and my voice gets a little bit shaky and I'm like wait, they're going to, why do they want me to be here? What if what I say is wrong? You know, what if I don't meet their expectations? Um, what if I fail, you know? And it's a mindset that sort of constantly rings true in in my head. And I know, you know, other women, other entrepreneurs, other leaders um, have experienced the same thing, but it's a sense of I don't belong here. And I think that that's... Um, it's very limiting, obviously, for a lot of reasons. And for me personally, it led to sort of what I talked about earlier, which is like, I felt like I had to show up a certain way. You know, I felt like I had to show up and say, we do all of these things. And this is why we're the greatest. And, and you know, because I felt like that's what people expected of me. I felt like they wouldn't take me seriously If I didn't show up in that way, um, and I think it's because a lot of people hadn't taken me seriously in the past. And so all of these things sort of come together. They mess with your head. Um, And so, you know, that affected my ability to step into my truth. And I do think that, you know, my journey went on a lot of twists and turns and I wouldn't change any of the twists and turns. If I were to look back at my younger self I wish that I had discovered that earlier. I wish that I had read about it earlier. I wish that I had the opportunity to talk to people about it earlier so that, A, I could know that I wasn't alone. B, I could learn from other people's experiences. But most importantly, that I could really have the confidence to step into my truth and to step into the beliefs that I have and and to gain the confidence that I have today. And, And like you said, it's a journey, right? You know, you get into alignment and then something knocks you out of alignment and you have to come back It's sort of the beauty of communication is that it's always evolving. It's always changing, but it's about finding that alignment. But for sure, you know, that imposter syndrome impacted my confidence, which impacted how I led, you know, and impacted how I showed up. And well, I, I think, you know, here's the reality is like, I, I think the
1: imposter syndrome is something that everyone experiences. And I always actually like when it shows up for me, or it shows up for advisors or people that I'm coaching, I just like feel like, it's a good sign. You know what it means? It means you're stretching, like it's a good sign. It means you're moving out of your comfort zone. And you can just put it in the back seat. It doesn't need to be driving the car, but just that acknowledgement that, yep, this is what shows up. This is normal. And if it does, it's probably a good sign. Like, you know, it needs your expanding.
0: Right. And it's okay to like not know things, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to be in a room and have someone ask you a question and for the answer to be, I don't know. That's a really interesting question. Let's talk about it. And let's figure out how together we can get the answer. Or I'm not the expert here, but I have a great friend who is the expert that I'm excited to connect you to. And I mean, I think that goes back to like, there, I I put this expectation on myself that I had to have all the right answers that I had to know exactly what I was like, that I could answer any question, because that's what people expected of me. But now I'm like, you know what, this is what I'm really, really good at. And I'm confident in that. I'm pumped about that. I love sharing that knowledge, my experience, my years of working alongside advisors and advisory firms and businesses that support them. Like I'm all in on all of those things. And if I don't know something, I'm all in on helping you find the answer, but I'm okay now. Like I'm okay. Realizing that.
1: Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, when you're authentic and you're in your power and even like, I think the most powerful scenarios I've ever been in is when people said, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Like, you know, and then we're like, okay, we can all breathe because we're all, we are all going to get it wrong many times over. And it's just coming back to that center, that truth, that alignment, that connection with why. Like, why do you do the work that you do? I think it also, from my experience, frees up your energy because you're not like holding so tightly onto an identity or a way of being that, like, requires so much energy, because it's not your truth. It's not really how you are in the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it allows me to be a better listener. And because I'm not thinking five steps ahead, you know, it allows me to be a better listener. And if I can be a better listener, I can be a better leader. And I think that that is really important in communication. And we have so many. You know, advisors and leaders at advisory firms that like they want to know exactly what the answer is. I want to know the marketing answer that's going to solve all of my problems. And, you know, there's a sense of like marketing firms, communication firms, PR firms, branding firms in this space, like needing to give the answer. And the truth is, is that we don't always have the answer. It's our job to be really great listeners so that we can help you step into your own why so that you can connect with your clients In the most powerful way possible, focus on targeted authenticity. Don't focus on reach, focus on finding the right person that's right for your business. But I can't do that unless I can, you know, sit here and listen and ask you the right questions and help you to get to your why and your who and help you connect that to your business goals and objectives. And so I view like being a good listener as being a good leader and you know, try to bring that to everything that I do. And it is, it's shedding that sense of like, I have to show up this way. I have to know all the answers to the questions. I have to be, you know, so much, no such thing as perfect. But a lot of us show up and think, I gotta be perfect. I gotta look perfect. I gotta sound perfect. You know, I gotta, my presentation has to be perfect. My proposal has to be perfect. No such thing. So if we just give ourselves permission to let that go um, and just to be confident in ourselves, like we will go so much further.
1: Mike, it's been such a joy to have you on. As we close out, we did do the rapid fire questions in our, um, when we got to do the in-person shoot, like before COVID re-shut everything down again. Uh, but what is a podcast you're listening to right now that you're loving?
0: I mean, it's always going to be how I built this. They're doing the resilience series right now. So it's how I built this with Guy Raz. And he's spent the last six months or so doing a resilience series, talking to CEOs of businesses who are weathering the COVID storm in their own ways. And so like whenever I turn to a podcast, it's always how I built this because I just love hearing other experiences from other entrepreneurs and CEOs. Go to outfit working from home. You know, my go-to outfit is usually going to be jeans and a blouse. And when I am really like wanting to get like feel my powerful, authentic self, I'll put on a pair of heels and I'll be like click clacking around up here. And I'm sure my kids and my husband and my nanny are like, "Why is she wearing heels up there?" <laughs> I'm like, "Because this is where I am today. This is how so I want." It the energy. The energy. The yeah. one thing that's keeping you sane during quarantine my kids, my husband. I mean, it's just um we're sort of homebodies, so this has been a really wonderful experience for us. It's like homebodies unite. We're very um very much like our core unit when we're here and we're home and and we're together. Um and also I've been um I've been riding my Peloton um bike a lot more than I had pre-COVID and it's been just the greatest release. Um and confidence booster and like powerful network of people um and so i would say my family and my peloton (laughs) anything you want to close with i just want to say thank you candace because you have really been a huge part of this journey that we've been on this year which started you know one way on january 1 and really changed and i'm so grateful to have you as a coach and a guide and Um, to really have helped me get into this alignment and to help us as a business to really conceptualize um, New School, which is just really founded on who we are as a business and the change that we want to create within this industry. So I'm super pumped for you to be out there with this New School podcast because I know the change that you're trying to create. And I think it's really important. And so I'm excited that we're doing this and I just wanted to thank you. Well, thank you.
1: I couldn't have done it without you and your guidance and cheerleading and support. And you are a very good listener, I'll say that. If anyone spent any time with Meg, like she really does listen. And I'm working on that for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, Meg. So fabulous to have you on. This is closing episode one. If you enjoyed this, please send it to a friend or someone that you think could benefit. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast as well as YouTube. We're testing out YouTube or Wistia. We don't know which one we're going to stick with. So we've got it on both channels. If you have a guest or you want to be a guest, please reach out. We'd love to have you.